welcome to the Mafia podcast with myself and Charlie. Back again. And uh, we're not going to forget this week. This episode is brought to you by Daily Magazine. And uh, if you use the code COLT10, you get 10% off all products and subscriptions over on www.daily.com. That's COLT10 with a pointy U. And his new magazine's coming out soon, isn't it? Or soon-ish. It is. So you need to subscribe now so you can get that. And I'm going to force Charlie to subscribe because for some reason he still hasn't. I've not subscribed, but I've got the magazines. Well, I know I that, yeah, to, but... I just need to Get that subscribe. subscription done. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Anyway, what are you drinking, Charlie? I'm drinking a BrewDog oh, Pale no, Ale. No, we're not, we're not talking about BrewDog anymore. They still haven't sponsored us. I had a bit of a nightmare this week, though, didn't I, with my beer orders, as I see, ordered from Honest Brew. Got six beers, and then they sent me three beers, but it was another bloke's order, and they wouldn't let me keep them. Yeah, did you have to send those back? Yeah, they sent a yodel man to my house, um, and he picked them up. I didn't realise those three beers were twenty five quid though. I mean, that's a lot, but it's not very not very COVID, is it? No, I I said to them, I did really want to keep them. I said to them, oh, well, what about your COVID policy then? Thinking they go, ah, oh, nah, sod it. And they went, no, we'll unpackage them and leave them for 72 hours or whatever it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you tried to blag. Yeah, they came with um, pickled gherkins in a pouch. Oh, no. As a, as a freebie. And I... I to decipher whether I was talking to a robot or not online is I said I didn't like pickled gherkins to see whether pick up that I was being stupid or not. And they actually came back and said, oh, no worries, we'll chuck you a free beer in instead. So I got oh. a Yeasty Boys 6.2% New England IPA that I drank last night. Fair enough. And what about yourself? What are you drinking? Uh, it's got a lobster on it. It's from Aldi and it's a New England IPA. And it's actually really good. It was like, £1.50 or something. Is that a pint, pint can? Or does it just show um, a pint? It's 440ml. So it's it's quite a bit shy of a pint. But it's enough. Yeah, it's more of a two-thirds, isn't it, then? Let's face it, your track record with drinking too much beer on the podcast. I probably uh, shouldn't join you on that. One of us has got to remain designated driver of this. Well, it's more fun with more beer. Everyone knows that. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> right, sh- shall we get on to some callbacks? Yeah, so uh, Revival Motoring picked up a Honda Acti, not a Suzuki Carry, but they look the same. I can't tell the difference. The Suzuki Acti is a bloke. Well, not You've just not combined a them bloke. both there. Suzuki Acti. I've done a Steve from way back when. <laughs> it, the, the Honda Acti, there's a bloke who had one on its show at UD. It's that... Um, Minty Fresh. Yes. With the, the brown nice, one. Yeah, Hydroad. Very nice. Yeah, big fan of that one. They're expensive, though. Just in general yeah. to buy. Well, yeah, that's why they import them. Because it's so much cheaper to get them in Japan. But, yeah, anyway, fuck that one up. 
that thought I'd just corrected myself. And then I just managed to not correct it and combine the two. Well, yeah, you just made a whole new car. Um, and the next callback is just the amount of interest we've had on our uh, UK Worthersea thing. That what started out as a uh, bit of a stupid idea, little conversation over a lot of beer. Yeah, seems to have become an actual thing now. We've got a lot of brands involved. I think we're up to 10 brands that are interested. So we thought, well, let's take this seriously. I came up with a name for it. So uh, keep your eyes out for uh, some information coming soon on the scenic route. So, Are we going to get a nice poster? Well, I'm going to give it a go, whether it'll be nice or not. Might have to uh, just call in some more professional graphic designers <laughs> to do it for me instead. Uh, I have a bloke in Liverpool. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, or is, is Liverpool in at least? Scouse. Yeah. A Scouse. A Scouse. <laughs> yeah, we know a Scouse. <laughs> yeah, I guess keep your eyes peeled for what we've got planned. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it should be good. If you run a brand or car club, anything really that you want to uh, host a meet in 2022, obviously we've left it way too late in the year to start planning something for this summer. So this is summer 2022. But if you're interested in getting involved, drop us a message and uh, we'll share some of the details that we have got figured out so far. The limited details. Yeah, they're limited, but it's a starting point. Everyone's got to start somewhere. This was just a stupid idea. It wasn't meant to be something that I had to put thought into. And yeah, suddenly it's taken off. So it's yeah. good either way. It's, it will be a good laugh. Yeah, definitely. And it's what the UK is missing. Like everyone loses their shit over going to worth seeing things like that. It'll be nice to have something on our doorstep that we can all attend. A nice week-long show. Well, not show, but not series week, of meets. Yeah. We're going for a week, are we? We're we going for a long weekend to start off with. Uh, we've got too many brands now. There's too many brands to fit that many meets into a weekend, so it's a week now. Oh, this, this is going to be exciting, then. Yeah. We need to put our fingers out. We do a bit, but... <laughs> Yeah, more details coming soon, and get in touch if you're interested. Um, but yeah, should we uh, move on to the news? Yes, let's get cracking. We've got um, a lot of news. That's just in the scene as well, and then we've got news well, yeah, away from the scene as well. I'm a bit mad looking at how much news there was in uh, the rest of the world. So Makes up for last week, I think. Yeah, I mean, when I started filling out our itinerary... And putting in news, I only had two bits of news for the scene. And then I looked at it earlier and I was like, oh shit, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Low Origin have finally released their uh, 2021 liveries. And with that, they've uh, released some matching gear knobs that are available now, I think. I believe they are now for sale. And if they're not, then they probably will be by the time this podcast goes live. So uh if you uh, fancy a really bright yellow, purple, red gear knob, marbly thing, they're pretty cool. I like them. 
I like these a lot. Are these um, handmade? I believe so. I mean, that's the only way they're going to get their uh, colourway in a gear knob, really. But, yeah, they look pretty sick. Oh, they've sold out. Already? Oh, for God's sake. Scrub this news, then. Ignore me. They're sold out in under an hour, um, and they can't get more made because they're hard to get hold of. Because, oh, to get hold of. That's my poor English there. Um, because they're recycled materials. So fair play to them. Yeah. Still cool, though. So you could have had a fancy knob, but you've missed out. Yeah, no fancy knobs for you. Next bit of news. Super Zest, episode three. Came out yesterday for you guys at 8pm. So... It's already live on YouTube. You can go and watch it right now. I mean, maybe listen to our podcast first, then watch it. But yeah, Supersessed Episode 3, Street Chronicles. I'm excited for that, looking at the story that they teased today. Oh yeah, they've been teasing a lot of good bits from that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, And then, yeah, after that, we've got Ghetto Works. Um, So speaking to Simon... Um, he's dropped me a little teaser of what's to come and now I can't say too much because I don't want to step on his toes, bless him um, but he's saying that they're releasing more custom made garments um, made to more of a tailored fit um, and then also they're developing a second steering wheel which we should be able to see for Broke Boys at the farm That's quick I suppose but now they've got the uh steering wheel developed it's just a case of making something that looks different to the first one doesn't it? yeah well broke boys is a month and a bit away so six weeks away um and then also following that the harnesses um i believe he'll have a set of those as well um to show Sweet. off um looking forward to that yeah look i just it sounds i just want to go up and look Obviously, at the moment, everything's buying online. I just want to see and touch it in person. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I just, or am I just being a weirdo? I mean, it's just a good job our listeners can't see this. Like, it's like, I just want to, and then it's just your hands groping the air. Very Italian of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I am looking forward to seeing things in person. It's definitely going to make a huge difference. It's not long now. No, it's what is it? Uh, two weeks when this goes live, we'll be at plus four four. Yeah, and a week when this goes live, it's early edition. Yeah, are you going to that? Nope. No, me neither. I'm sort of kicking myself now. Is it all sold out? I believe so. If not, I may end up rocking up there. Yeah. Uh, what's next? B-roll. Yes. Um, he's just done new tees as well. Um, at the time of putting this in, he'd not released them, and now he has. So you can go check his latest post and see his new tees, which are very very nice. And then following on matching goodies as well for those as well, isn't there? Matching stickers. Yes, there's stickers as well. I forgot about that. Stickers. And then I believe, and he may turn off for saying this, but he's also doing some hoodies soonish. And that's but, it. 
Charlie is now being killed off. Oh. Dropping news that he shouldn't do. That'd be alright, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be alright. It's the worst that can happen. He tells me off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, as well, um, he's obviously back during the peak of lockdown, he was doing a load of edits for people on like uh, vintage poster like styles. Vintage car ads and things like yes. that, weren't they? Um, and so what he's done is he's producing a 12-page A5 photo book that you can buy. I saw that on his edits. story. Uh, yeah. Um, so that he, he said part of it is just he just wants to see some of his work on paper. And obviously, it adds another dimension rather than it being on your phone all the time. You should, you've got something physical in front of you that you can yeah. see. Um, so that's nice. And if you do want a bit more backstory to B-roll, give the Unseen podcast a listen. Um, yes. As that went live last Saturday. Yeah. Um, Anti-scene pulled it out of the bag. Finally. Yeah. So that's B-roll and anti-scene. Um, and then we've just clocked Fargo Nervin. <laughs> oh, I love leaving these things to you. I can just see you like smiling, waiting <laughs> for my pronunciation. Um, but they've made it easier to pronounce now. On their VGN Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, the next chapter for Father Nugan. Because obviously they, so I think it was Saturday they released that um, they're like saying, oh, we'll be back soon type thing. We're taking a break or an extended break. And he's like, are they leaving? No, are they coming back type thing? Um, and then they've obviously just renamed their brand. Um, New logo. So, yeah. Looks pretty good. See, I thought they originated from Germany because of their name, but they are UK. Yeah, they're Midlands. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise that till the other day. Yeah. Yeah, nice local brand, that. How local is it? Is it like... I don't know. It's definitely Midlands, I know that much. I want to say Staffordshire, like that way. Oshaside. Who knows? Somewhere over there. Somewhere in the Midlands. Yeah. I'd say like an, within an hour of us. But yeah, anyway. Next bit of news. New broken alloy. So uh, he's been working on a new tea, and it is now available to buy on Merched and there is a competition live on his Instagram right now which ends on Wednesday so uh, go into that you might win yourself a free tea and Charlie likes it because yes. it's got a little French hot, hot hatch on it that you probably called a Nissan no, I know full well what it was. I just tried to pick the most boring car when he asked what car was on it. I just liked some of the suggestions that people were giving. I mean, I presume they either didn't think it was what he'd put in the post or they've never heard of any <laughs> other car other than a Mazda MX-5. Uh, yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. 
And then can we say, well, I'm going to say it anyway, and you can either bleep it or tell me off, but the Machia Broken Alloy stickers, they're coming soon-ish. I mean, you've just put the pressure on uh, Matt to get those sorted. So I think you said it in a podcast with him. Yeah. I think. If not, but now you said they're coming soon, so no pressure. <laughs> I'm leaving this, this in. Yeah, he's going to think, you bloody idiot, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when does he not think that? Uh, never. <laughs> um, uh, what else is there? So talking of stupid ideas, um, some bloke rattle Candy's Porsche, and it looks sick. Yeah, like, fair play to him. Like I've rattle canned my rear bumper, and that's shocking. So <laughs> the finish that this bloke's got on this Porsche is insane. It just goes to show that if you put time and effort into something and do it properly. You can actually get a good finish. Yeah, it. You've got to have big balls though to do that. Like, yeah, first of all, you push it. Yeah, yeah, just a push. You've got a sandback primer and then paint. Oh. I just can't believe you did it outside. Like, fair enough, getting that finish from a rattle can inside, but to do it outside is impressive. I think he no, he's German, so. The climate's a bit better. Have you been it, to Germany before? It looks sunnier when he was doing <laughs> it than it was here. The past few days when he did it, it was pissing it down, hailing and sleeting. And right. In Germany, it looks sunny. Yeah. For that, that period of time that he did it. And no, I've not been to Germany. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So that's um, Porsche Kevin on Instagram. With no eye in Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Um, and then the next bit of news you put on here is a dust brush. What yes. What the fuck is so, a dust so brush? Th- there you go. Exactly. From so Auto you, Finesse. Yeah, so you know how you get your house a duster? There's like even microfiber on well, a this stick. is what I thought when I read it. Yep. That's what they've made, is it? Have a look. They certainly have. I just went on Instagram and searched dust brush, not... Also for this. No, it's not. It's Dust Buster. Is there um, what they've called it? While on the subject of auto finesse, why is everyone suddenly on Team Auto Finesse? Literally everyone. I keep seeing stories of them just getting care packages. Where's our care package? I'll ask Danny at Loco to give us a plug. That's it. I'm. Fuming. Auto finesse, get in touch. We'll we'll shout you out. You can sponsor the podcast. Hint hint. What is that? That's... See it is like your household uh That's a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Nah, <laughs> that's what she said. The dust buddy. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? Dust buster. Yeah. Dust buddy. Just reminds me of that uh Billy May's sticky buddy thing. Ever seen yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. And it was quality made, but in fact, the handle looks like um, a leather uh, Lupo GTI handbrake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough. 
Um, I, I suppose, yeah, it would be great for uh, interiors, actually, wouldn't it? For dashboards. Something that actually yeah. gets in that annoying gap between your windscreen and your dashboard. Now, uh, you know if you're just for a sponsor? Yeah. Guess the price of it, though. I don't know. 30 quid? No, it's 20 quid. It's acceptable. But... I mean, if I was going to go and buy a feather duster type thing, I'd expect to pay about five to ten pounds for that. You then put a brand name on it, you're looking at doubling that price. So yeah, 20 quid's about right, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not for you? All right, Uh, if you're listening, Charlie doesn't want to buy one of these, can you just send him one? And he'll review it for you. <laughs> I'll give you a really professional review live on the podcast. That means I have to actually clean my interior. Yeah, yeah I'll make you go out to your car and you can clean you can record our uh, first vlog of the uh, podcast. <laughs> okay. You can, you can video yourself. That means people can dashboard. get to see my Crocs. I'm talking of ridiculous shoes, you bought some ridiculous shoes. I still haven't turned up though, I'm so sad. Oh, um, maybe it's a prank. <laughs> I've... They say they're not going to get here until next Friday. You I'm need like... to explain to the listeners what they are and try to do your worst attempt at it as well. My worst attempt at explaining what these shoes are. Because, bear in mind, a few weeks back you said you wouldn't get slip-on vans. No, 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 I didn't say I wouldn't get slip-on vans. What I said is I don't have slip-on vans. Well, now you do. <laughs> but basically, Mr. Matthew Varker, Broken Alloy, sent in a... Uh, in, in our little group chat, he sent a link to uh, some guy that had just had some new shoes turn up that were half vans, half Crocs. Like they're waterproof van slip-ons, basically. They're called the uh, Vans Trek, and they're designed for surfers and stuff like that. But they basically look like Crocs and Vans had some sort of sick, twisted love child. And, uh, of course, I instantly went and bought some. And then showed Holly, and she uh, told me that they were hideous and that I shouldn't buy them. Could you please make some gibbets for Crocs, and then you can put some in your Vans? I mean, if you can find me a supplier... I'll make you some uh, gibbets. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll send you one. There's one on Etsy because Holly got my VWs made. You heard it here first. Mackie gibbets coming soon for your Crocs. <laughs> uh, right, let's move away from footwear. Back into Europlates. Oh, yeah, Europlate holders are coming soon. Oh, no, coming soon. Restock's coming soon. We've both got ours, haven't we? I have indeed. Shiny, shiny chrome. I'm actually impressed at how it's not actually, you know, we're worried about it being crappy chrome. The chrome's really thick on it. Yeah, it's proper. Yeah. He's, like you say, he's a stickler for quality. He is. Um, He's knocked it out of the park. Very happy with mine. And they're super cheap, so when they are restocked in two weeks' time, if you haven't bought one already, go and buy one. 
And that's about it for scene news, isn't it? Should we uh, dip into some news away from the scene? Because there's way too much of that as well. Yes, I found a stupid one that popped up. (laughs) Um, Is that for your brand new Land Rover Defender, you can buy pre-rusted trim bits to make it look like you've owned it for a few years. So when you say pre-rusted, are these like painted with rusty paint or no genuine rust rust so it's like it's like they've sandblasted it i'd I'd assume and then what and and then weathered it yeah so uh, sprayed salt spray on it um why would you want that to have the look of you using it when in reality it's just sat on the drive great yeah, so you know those uh, trim bits on the side close to the door? Yeah, but and I, I always thought they were plastic anyway. I don't know. Either way. Each to their own. Yeah. Not for me. But yeah, if you have enough money to buy a brand new Land Rover Defender, why not buy a proper why Land Rover? Why not buy a 90? It. No. I just see, like you say, it's. Who thinks on a new car I want pre-rusted trim so bits? So, do these come direct from Land Rover or is this a aftermarket um, company? Aftermarket company. Ah, okay. That but, makes a little bit more sense. But still, surely there's got to be demand for it. Well, in my head, when you told me about it, I thought it's like a factory option to have rust on your car. It's like, this is ridiculous. It's just a get-out clause for having loads of rust on their cars coming out of the factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, talking about wasting money on something stupid, um, Italian firm, a streamer, has revealed the Fulminia, which is an all-electric hypercar with a power output of 1.5 megawatts, which is equal to 2,040 horsepower. 1.5 megawatts? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and you can charge it to 80% in 15 minutes because it's got a hybrid combination of batteries, so it's got solid state and capacitors to power the four motors. It does... It's going to be limited to 217 miles an hour, and the developers will not say what it could actually do. Well, that's just going to be... Someone's going to buy one, and then someone's going to try crack the code. Oh yeah, of course. And then it does naught to sixty in two seconds. But the most insane thing is the naught to two hundred time is under ten seconds. Naught to two hundred miles an hour in under ten seconds is ridiculous. That's that's just insane. Yeah. I was reading it, I was like, that's got to be wrong. And then, like, found another article on it. Nope, same thing there. Yeah. That's that, that's mad. That yeah. is... Crazy. So that's 510 brake per corner of your wheel, because yeah. it's got four motors then. So yeah. each. That's just stupid. Yeah. In a good way. Ludicrous. It just goes to show, like, how far technology's advanced over the last... 10 years with electric technology. That 
yeah how much like do you know a price for that at all i mean it's one of those stupid hypercars so i'm guessing it'll be around 1.5 million those sort of ridiculous prices hopefully well not hopefully but hopefully surely though it's just gonna be the motors isn't it like the for each corner is what is in the potential to achieve that performance and given the batteries as well yeah i mean the only other thing i can think of that they've limited it to 217 miles an hour is aerodynamics it might be one of those cases where if it goes faster than that it could take off I'd more go for that overheating of the batteries because you know when like you put your phone under oh, stress, yeah, you don't want a, an electric fire or anything like that because it'd be burning for weeks. That's the problem with electric cars, though, to a degree, they're a nightmare to. Because one, like, say, a but then at the same crash. time, they should be safer in that they don't catch fire, like a combustion engine will. Yeah. Like they, the cases of cars going up in flames should be less, but who knows? Yes, yeah. like you say, that naught to two hundred in under ten seconds. That's I just when would you need that? Like, it, <laughs> never. It, you're never, never. going to need that. <laughs> you never think. You never think. Oh, I just wish I could get to two hundred miles now, but I just haven't got enough time to do it. Oh, no, wait, I can. I just put my foot down. I'm going 200 miles an hour in 10 seconds. Fair Ridiculous. Play, just fair play. Yeah, and then the next bit of uh, well, more electric news, because everything's electric at the moment. Caterham, after uh, being bought out by a Japanese company, have uh, unveiled their new, I think it's called the EV7. Yeah, so, I saw something about this. It looks like a Caterham. They haven't changed the styling of it. It's got a stupid light-up grill like all electric cars do. And um, it's going to have similar powers to their top seven that is currently available. So I think it's 580 brake-ish equivalent. I bet you they just don't want to admit that the electric performs better than a petrol. Well, the fact is that their base spec electric performs as well as their top, top spec, spec petrol so like the possibilities are endless with that it even says there are opportunities to be much quicker and it still does 0 to 60 in like 2.6 seconds or something which is caterham's always had that advantage because it doesn't weigh anything yeah it's they're just light aren't they they're just yeah, go road legal go karts, pretty much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the next bit of uh, news I found was that there's a the GTA name is coming back to Alpha with a new Alpha Julia. It looks fucking ridiculous. Like they've made it fifty mil wider. It sits twenty five mil lower. Uh, it's got five hundred thirty three brake. There's some Ferrari tech into the bodywork. Um, it's lighter than all its competition from Audi, BMW, and Mercedes. However, it does cost £156,000. 
And there's only going to be 500 of them. That's what's attractive to them, isn't it? That there's 500 made. It's one of those cars that a proper car enthusiast is going to buy and add to his collection, not... Well, yeah. Maybe people will just buy them just for the sake of having something that someone else can't have, but... Who has 156k lying around like that? Footballers. Who's going to want an alpha as a footballer? A footballer that wants something that other people can't have? Yeah. But it's an alpha. You spend more time at the side of the road than in it. Uh, Do new alphas have the uh, same electrical problems that old ones did? Yeah, probably, actually. Uh, but yeah. Um, what else is in the news? Genesis. Uh, yeah. So Hyundai's premium line is finally coming to Europe and they are launching the new G70 shooting brake. You're going to get one. Market only. It is a really nice looking car. <laughs> Does this testify to the fact that you say shooting brake cars oh, yes. are better than? <laughs> so much. Uh, the saloon's a nice looking car anyway but the shooting brake looks so much better. So, uh, yeah, I'd have one. Wait, do we class as a Europe market still there? Yeah. We're still in Europe. We haven't left Europe. Brexit. <laughs> we just left the EU, not Europe. <laughs> We're still in the same <laughs> continent. No, we're not. We've left. <laughs> We've become our own entity. Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Shall we go for Birmingham? Yeah, go on then. From one positive to uh, Birmingham being named the worst area for crash for cash scams. Well, I'm not even surprised. Why would you be? You see footage of like, um, get, we'll talk about it a bit later, but like my YouTube, I, I like I've started watching UK dash cams, looking at all the bloody idiots <laughs> and stuff. And like most of them are in Birmingham, you can tell that it's either a brummy in the car because of their accent, or like locations around. Yeah, Holly's uh, brother got involved in a uh, crash for cash scam the other day. That was last week, wasn't it? Last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That been sorted now. Right, yeah, yeah, still going, Such still ongoing. Absolute arsehole. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not even surprised. Birmingham's a shit hole. Um. Right. I don't know how I feel about this next bit of news. No. Have I you don't Have either. you looked at this to see what it looks like? No, I just don't like the right. name to start off. So the Subaru so have been working on a EV platform with Toyota. Which is fine. Like they did the GT86 and yeah. the BRZ, that was fine. So they have a problem with that. But Subaru Solterra is Subaru's new EV SUV. It's the first one to come out on this platform. I think there's three others to come. But it literally looks like a. It looks a bit like the Cybertruck. I don't think I've got the right one. So I'd said the front looks like it's got Audi headlights. Um, I'm looking at that. No, that white one. 
Fair. I think they've remodelled it since then. Oh, well, the one that's in all the press releases is that white one. Yeah, that just looks... Like the front end looks so similar. Even like the weird glass, how it's like... Maybe that's just a light catching it. I mean... What is it with no door handles as well? But Who that... even knows? Yes. Yeah. I don't really know what it is. I don't really... What market does that appeal to? Subaru owners. They're a weird bunch of people. Lisa can't blow head gaskets. I mean, it is going to be the first Subaru that won't have head gasket problems. But then, what other problems is it going to have? Self-combusts. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, Toyota's got one that looks almost identical to it, as well as a slightly larger version. Who needs a bigger car than that already? Well, it's fine, because Toyota have thought of that, and they've made this little thing <laughs> on the same sort of platform, just shrunk. Yeah, but... It looks like a smart car. It's Japanese only. It's a key car, isn't it? Um, I don't know, because they're global models. So oh, they've, okay. They've done two vans, two saloons, one hot hatch, and... No. One van, one little hot hatch thing, and two saloons and two SUVs. So is this trying to take on like the VAG ID range then? Yeah. This is going to be... Yeah, this is just Toyota and Subaru working together to bring out new electric shit that I just don't care about. I'm really bored of looking at news and it just being about electric vehicles. Don't say the new Polo GTI is electric as well. No, but the Good. new Polo GTI just looks like the Golf, like identical. I don't think I'd be able to tell the difference between the two. And you saying about the next bit about this stupid light bar on the front? It's just like a little trim, isn't it? Because I saw one. Yeah, it looks like you've put like an inspection light in your bonnet and then not fully closed your bonnet, so it's just light escaping out from underneath the bonnet. Yeah, because I saw a Golf and it. So you, obviously it has the DRLs on it, but like they loop under like that for the listeners they aren't going to be able to see. But it like all lines up, yeah. And it just looks like you've gone to eBay, bought a undercloaker, and can't run it all the way to the back of your car. Yeah. So you've got a spare one that you've just gone. Shit! I'll put it on the front of the car then. Yeah, I don't really understand its purpose. But yeah. Other than that, the only other bits of news are uh, more electric vehicles. There's a new Mercedes MPV. It looks quite nice. I like the grid on it. Especially new... you'd hope it for a Merc, wouldn't you? Especially yeah. for the money that you'd be paying. There's a new Hyundai that looks boring. There's a new Kia that looks a bit like a Nissan Cube. <laughs> There's more VW ID range. There's a new electric Lotus that looks like a Lotus. And then Toyota have decided that they're going to top off their GR range with a hypercar with a thousand brake that looks like something out of Pikes Peak Hill Climb cars. Which is quite cool. At least they're still keeping it alive. 
But is that going to be electric or is that going to be another combustion engine? Please say combustion. I believe it's electric. But then talking of the GR, um, a few weeks back, a Japanese company was testing hydrogen engines again. Um, but the they've got a greater horsepower gain, but because of the way hydrogen burns, it's four time it combusts four times as quick as petrol, so they couldn't get it to work, and it was overheating and stuff. Oh, but I mean hydrogen just doesn't seem to work. I don't know why they keep trying to go back to it. Other than the fact, it's easily available and allows some sort of combustion engine. To I was going to say it sort of keeps a combustion engine alive, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, this Toyota is a uh, hybrid, so it's got a 3.5 litre V6 and a 400 brake electric motor as well. So 700 brake engine, I don't know, 700 brake engine, 300 brake electric motor, making it 1,000 in total. I think we're just going to have to accept the fact that it is going electric. Well, they've changed all these regulations and things now as well. So they brought loads of like clean air things forward. Yes. So everything's got to be done by twenty thirty or whatever it is now. So it's kind of made all these manufacturers panic. But yeah. Shall we move on to what we've been watching this week? I mean, I haven't actually had a chance to watch much. Other than Juice Box. So, next episode of Japan in a Van came out. Instantly put that on. That um, was a much better episode with the D1 drifting. Well, it was back into cars, wasn't it? It wasn't just yeah. walking around a park full of deer. So, uh, yeah, that was really good. And I've been watching more Stance Works. You can't not, can you? Once it's on, you just. Well,. Yeah, he's been doing more to his Ferrari and he's finally pulled his E36 out as well. Have to, how many, is it months or years it's been in storage? Um, He got it painted two years ago, but I think he took it off the road seven years ago. And it's just been sat on a four post lift in the workshop under a sheet. And he's finally decided that it's time to put it back on the road. This car is owned since he was 17 or something. It's got a lot of meaning then. Yeah, and it was like one of the first S54 swapped E36. And yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of uh, history. Most, almost anyone that is massively into their E36s will know this car. So I'm looking forward to seeing that come back. It'll be good to see, won't it? You'll get to just post more, won't it? And the thing is, with show season coming back in, we'll actually get to see proper cars. Yeah. Because I think that's what I've been missing. Yeah, it'd be nice to see what people have been up to. What else have you been watching? Because you've been watching loads. I have been. Um, so I watched Juicebox for you, and then I must suggested um, this Kanjo Zoku, um, Osaka's, oh, yeah, Osaka. Osaka, yeah. uh, 
Osaka. Osaka. <laughs> Infamous street racers. Um, it's an eight-minute video um, on YouTube just talking about... It, it, I didn't realise it was six years ago. And it really relates to episode three of Juicebox in the fact that he he the bloke who is mainly based on was an elder in Japan and saying he wouldn't retire from doing the loop until he was satisfied that it had the traditions had been passed on to the younger generation. But he was saying that the car culture of Kanjo was dying out in Japan. And you can definitely see like um Juicebox View mentioned it a lot saying that it's very rare to see younger people getting into the scene. Yeah. Um, and I think I'll have to it, give it a watch. It was, it's just an eight minute one. Um, but obviously I, I did not put it on here. Um, cause you sent it when we were talking about it. It's good. This one's, I've just been having a JDM binge, um, on YouTube. I just got watching stuff. Yeah. Um, so then obviously I said, watch this one. And you said, yeah, try this one. So it was Elbow on YouTube, um, A-L-B-O. And it was, um, I can't remember the title now, but it was a 20-minute video um, of... Is that the uh, Roulette Soku one? Which one did I tell you to watch? I'll get it up now. Um, it was where they went to a Japanese meet. It's a famous car park. Um, Daikoku yeah inside the high stakes world of Tokyo's um, yeah Roller Zoku Zoku. yeah Um, and that's well worth a watch as well and I didn't realise you know the no good racing sticker yeah that um, Strictly Static the the actual meaning behind it and like the bye bye police yeah um and there's only there's only four. I think that video is two years old again, and there's only four members left, or in that area. There's four members of No Good Racing, but then like ten or fifteen of them that drive with them. Yeah, so that, yeah, it? yeah, it's very small. Um, Which is insane, really, when you think about how often in the UK you see No Good Racing on a Honda. Yeah. But if you do have that sticker on, it's frowned upon in Japan, unless you are part of that crew. Most of those sort of crews are like that, like with Midnight, obviously. I was going to say that was my next binge. Uh, I try not to mention it too much because it, it's, it's a bit fanboy and over, there's a lot uh, of information. I, I did watch this one actually because I, I've watched and listened to a lot of things about Midnight, but. I was hoping more for more from Drive Tribe. It was just a sh- that's this is back when Drive Tribe was like just coming into being. Drive yeah, but it- even then, I just felt like there should be more than just the top line that you can get off Wikipedia. So I, I wasn't a fan of that one. It was just a six-minute one, wasn't it? And like it's, it's yeah. information that we've all heard before, and that's why I don't like. I've, I watch quite a bit on it because it's good to watch and how secretive it was. But like you say. It's nothing that you've not, especially if you're into Japan culture and stuff like that, especially the racing side and car culture, you, you, you'll know about the Midnight Club. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
other than that, I haven't watched anything else. Um, uh, we've had a listen to the Unseen podcast. Yeah. Um, so that's the yeah. uh, Unseen podcast on Spotify. And then I started to read, but I've got a attention span of a goldfish. So <laughs> um, I got distracted. But Candy has obviously done his new website that's now live and he's also done a um article on a beaconsfield meet that he attended um i started reading it and i've in all honesty i've not got too far into it but i thought it was worthy of a mention because all of his other previous articles are well worth the read yeah i like the way he writes it's good and obviously like without shows and stuff he hasn't been able to do his show reports like he had been previously so it's good to see that they're coming back yeah before we get into our uh, main topic do you want to uh, have some feedback from Holly um, yes please go on I'll brave it well you're alright really because uh, she says that she cannot wait to see this cargo shorts reenactment photo so this is talking about uh Loco's new hoodies and a photo of me as a child wearing something very similar. Um, she says it's my ultimate favourite. And in her head, it's so much better than it actually is. Like she thinks I'm wearing, I, I can't say actually because I'll give away what Loco are doing. But yeah, <laughs> in her head, it's much better than she thinks it is. She also says she'll send the original to you, Charlie, so that you can see me as a you said you were posting it on the Machia story anyway. Oh, I will once I've reenacted the photo. But oh, but gonna... I get to see it. Yeah, she's gonna, it. she's yeah. gonna let you see it as a preview. Um, and she says, "I get that the elect the electric cars are more on topic for your podcast, but I can't believe you've talked about the new services in rugby having all the electric points. You've not pointed out that they do frozen coke." Right, so a bit of background. Holly is obsessed with uh, Tango Ice Blasts. Yeah, but the Frozen Coke one's horrible. No, it's not. It's great. No, it's too... Well, the, I had running from Co-op in Hinkley, and it's just too syrupy and horrible. Oh, no, I really like them. They also do Frozen Tango as well. No, Frozen Fanta. Yeah. But, yeah. I like the new services. They're pretty good. Does it also accompanied by one of those uh, dodgy milkshakes? machines I didn't notice that but possibly um, yeah uh, the next bit is wearing a cap won't make you a cool dad you need to have a cool car for school drop offs for that you do. I can't remember what that is you obviously said something about me wearing a we're talking hat. about the hand, candy corduroy hat ah, okay yeah I think and then um the next bit of her feedback is to ask you something in the hope that I'll forget to cut it from the edit, but I'm just not going to mention it. She's a little <laughs> nightmare. Uh, just loves to wind you off a bit, doesn't she? That's fine, because I'm getting cheesecake made by Holly soon. It's in the podcast, so has to happen she's gonna make it last week i just felt bad being <laughs> cheeky and not actually being told i could 
<laughs> yeah. Mainly, that was all about you this week. I've dodged a bullet, big time. I know. I don't know what you've uh, what you've been playing at. You're on good mm. behaviour or something. I've been good. Less, le- less beer. I, mean, I stuck to two cans and not three. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Three's the limit. <laughs> um, right, should we get into our main topic? I think we should. I think we should do it. So I uh, I set another little bit of a challenge. Not, not too challenging, this one. But just to pick our... Uh, Favorite cars from some decades, so we were going to start pre sixties, work all the way up to current day. I can I just say I found this incredibly hard. Like I could say cars, and I was like, "Wait, what decade is that?" And then it's like, "Actually, no, there's a better car," and I, I was just so indecisive. Well, that's why. We've allowed honourable mentions so that we can uh, pick up on the ones that maybe deserve the attention but weren't quite our favourites. So, um, disclaimer, these are just our favourites, not the best. Clearly not the best. Yeah, definitely not the best. (laughs) So, uh, do you want to go first with your pre-60s? What have you got? Yeah, I just went for a VW Beetle. Iconic. Um, can't beat a Beetle. Um, yeah, it, I I just can't see many downsides to it. And it was a, I, I tried to go for what first came into my head for the most of it. And that's what popped up. Fair enough. And for yourself, for your favourite? Um, a Aston Martin DB4 GT Zagato. See, yeah. Now I don't know whether this whether this is an age difference, but for me, I couldn't say the DB4 because it's a DB5 that makes Aston Martins for me. I don't like the DB5. I think it is too long, and actually not that nice looking compared to the DB4. DB4 is very. I wouldn't say almost jaggy type looking. Or... It looks like a jaggy type got shrunk in the wash. And no, you can't hate on the jaggy type really, can you either? Yeah, but I feel like the DB4 looks more like a modern day Aston Martin than the DB5 does. Yes. It, yeah. It's the uh, grill, isn't it? The grill that yeah. makes it look a lot more Yeah, modern. and it had a 3.7 litre six cylinder engine 240 brake um, yeah and I just think it's a much nicer looking car than what followed it with uh, the DB5 so yeah that was my favourite you got got anything more to flag yeah. me off about not picking a DB5 no other than the fact I think DB560, so. No, I can't knock it other than that. And I reckon they'd look quite good EV converted. Stop ruining everything. 
Like, we've just got over the news of the fact that everything is EV. Let's leave it with its nice six-cylinder engine. Um, my honourable mention is a uh, split rear windowed Beetle. Hey. So, there's some similarities already. I feel like there's going to be a lot in this. I think so too, because I think you'll like my honourable mention of a Land Rover Series 1. Yeah. It's the two things that popped into mind can be more far apart. Well, Well, they're both war vehicles, basically. Really? What was the other one? Oh, yeah, Beetle and. Yeah, the Beetle and Land Rover. But then (laughs) my other honourable mention, and I don't know why. Is a Fiat 500, and we're talking old here. We're not talking this new shit. We're talking original. Sort of Fiat 500 you can fit in your back pocket because it was tiny, size of a tic tac. Yeah, um, and it's called the Fiat Nuova. N U O V A. It's Italian. I'm shit at pronunciation, so we'll take it. That will do. Yeah, and it's got a. <laughs> 500cc engine um, compared to the because this is a sport model because uh, I like sport <laughs> compared to the imagine making a 500 a sport model there compared that to the 480cc so you get an extra 200 uh, 220cc from boring out the engine yep this is back in the 60s so it's sort of acceptable no <laughs> I really don't like the Fiat 500. I don't like it back then. I don't like it now. <laughs> I'm not a fan of when they changed the Fiat 500 to call it a Cinquecento. You just, just make... don't like it. No, don't care for it. Well, hopefully you like gonna... my second choice. Yeah, going to redeem yourself in the 60s? or uh, A little bit. I was going to give you a little bit of blurb first to why the Mini came about, because that's my choice. Right. Um, it's a bit of just, you know, I was watching the Italian job last week. Did you watch the um, original the, one? In yes. The the, yeah, the, of course. I had to. I have to get over that crap of yeah. 2003. Yeah. That, you know, when they jump over the factory? Yeah. They do the loop. But that's a Fiat factory. Yeah. They jump over. Yeah. There's a racetrack yeah. on the roof. Yeah. That's just a bit of, I guess, movie fiction. Fact. Fact. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I chose the Mini because it's iconic. It's just a beautiful car. I would definitely put more headlights on it than it needs as well. Or more lights, not headlights. <laughs> Spotlights. Because, yeah, because why Bug not? lights. Any lights going? Yeah. Beacons on the roof. Floor anything. light. I'd get one of those um, purple... Uh, Japanese lights as well. Japanese uh, flashing Beacon. beacons. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Does um, that redeem it, or is that as bad as? B uh, roll, if you're listening, stop listening for the next thirty seconds. Um, I hate minis. No, you don't. Yeah, I don't understand their appeal. I think they're shit. I think they don't look good. I don't like the new ones. Nothing about a Mini appeals to me in any way. The only one that 
I vaguely like is the Austin Mini, which has like the sort of squarer grille on the front. And even then, I'm pushing myself to like that. Well, you're old, you can me. turn the volume I back up now. Did not know that. Yeah, so now you haven't redeemed yourself, but. That's fine. What have you gone for? Saying that, though, I understand they serve a purpose. Like, they were introduced because of massive rationing on fuel and stuff like that in the UK. They actually have a purpose. So, yeah. They exist for a reason. That's fine. But I would never own one. I went for a Porsche 912. Okay. Not a 911. The 912. <laughs> um, 911's great and all, but something about a sort of poverty spec car that always appeals to me. And the 912 is the affordable version of the 911 because it followed up the 356. And basically, the price difference between a 356 and a 911 was too big. So Porsche made a 912, and it's beautiful. And it's, yeah, I, I can't argue with that at all. Yeah, it's one of my favourite cars of all time. They're still fairly well priced now, aren't they? They're achievable for us too. Nope. No? Nope. Maybe seven or eight years ago. Not now. Are they going like how 944s are? No. Yeah. A 944 is affordable compared to a 912. Do you want me to tell you how much a 912 is? Uh, Go on. Um, Well, if I'm... Our new investment goes all right. We'll be fine. Which it's not. I'm no. already. I'm like ten quid down on our new investment. I'm twenty quid down, bloody Steve. This is why I don't listen to Steve on. Yeah, it's the last time I ever take. Any. Uh, financial advice off Steve. I'm twenty quid down. Right. Uh, nineteen sixty-six Porsche nine one two. £35,929, uh, £79,999, £50,000, £46,000, £66,000. Um, that one says it's only £27,000, but I think it's probably fucked. That's the retirement card, Tom. We'll get it. Fully eventually. restored, stunning 1968 right hand drive 912. Full nut and bolt restoration, £125,000. Ridiculous. So no, two, ki- not two kidneys is 120000 I need at least one. <laughs> nah, you'll be alright. But yeah, anyway, I'd love one of those. Um, any honourable, honourable mentions for uh, the 60s? There is, and we mentioned it in the previous podcast, Hillman Imp. Nice. See, that's a car I'd have over a Mini. I was torn between the two, but the Mini came first. It, I, I took the, it was a Mini, because so I'd almost keep the Mini standard, whereas the Hellman Imp I wouldn't. Fair enough. And what about yourself? What, what was competing with the nine one two? A uh, Toyota two thousand GT. One of the most beautiful cars ever made. It's called pop-up headlights. 
Um, they basically built it as a rival for the Jag E type. I was going to say they're so similar in body lines and style. Yeah. Um, it had a 2 litre straight 6, 150 brake. Um, it's also in You Only Live Twice. Yes. And fun fact, they had to make a convertible version because Sean Connery was too tall to fit inside the hardtop. So what did they do? Just cut the roof off? No, they just made it. They actually designed a full-on convertible version because of Sean Connery being too tall to fit in it. That man has influence. Yep. I think it looks best with the headlights popped up. It's one of the few cars that does look good with the pop-up headlights popped up. Most cars with pop-up headlights look better with them down, but that one looks good up. Yeah. And um, Carol Shelby also really liked it and raced it in the sports car series in America in the 60s. That's another fun fact. Yeah, good car. But yeah, that was my only honourable mention. You got any others yeah. for the 60s? Or? I've not. I just had the imp. I think I'll start getting crazy around the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, let's get started on the 70s yeah, first the 70s. then. Um, for me, it's a Porsche 911 Carrera RS. Um in white for me there's just something about that car and with the red graphics yeah yeah for me it's not an achievable car for the work that i do but if i could if i could work up to afford that car i'll be happy <laughs> that's it's that it's one of the cars it's just like want to own well i mean I love a 70s 911 and I have to agree that would be an incredible car to own. I can't I can't fault that choice. That's yeah. And to be honest, I probably would have included that as an honorable mention if I hadn't gone for a 912 already in the 60s. I was trying to like break it up a bit. This is the problem is However, say. saying that, I've gone for a Mark 1 Golf. Uh, my choice in the 70s which... And it's the first of two golfs that appear in this. So, uh, how many doors? I'm assuming more door. All the doors. Yeah. You, like you said, I it's... don't care if it's a GTI. I'd probably more than happily <laughs> have a Mark One GLS. So, yeah, my honourable mentions: Mark One Golf, but I specified has to be three door and has to be a GTI. <laughs> I can see so... you in a uh, Mars Red. Of course. Or GTI. I'd love one. I think again that's a car that I'd love to own. But... I feel like that's slightly more achievable. I'd, even though the yeah. prices are climbing already. But... Yeah. I should have bought one really. I shouldn't have bothered buying a sensible daily. I should have bought a Mat One Golf. You could buy mats off him. It's got no roof. I don't want a convertible. It needs to have a roof. It just needs to be a tin top, I guess. I'll have a sunroof. I'd even open air it, but 
I don't want to. I don't want a <laughs> full-on ragtop. So, no. Um, but yeah, I didn't really write anything about Marlon Golf. No need. Iconic, is aren't they? Everyone knows yeah. what Marlon Golf is. What was what followed on from that? And this your honourable mention. A Brasilia, BW Brasilia. Oh, I... My favourite of the uh, Type Three air-cooled EWs. Just... See, I. You'd go for a notch, wouldn't you? I think I would. Like, I love the Brasilia, though. It's. I, I... I feel like the Brasilia is the air-cooled Golf. Like it's short, kind of boxy. In, f- in fact, I would go for. I just need to fact check myself here. Give it a second. So I do not want the Vida we've seen. Which one are you going for? Square back, fast no, back. No, no, no. I think I'm going. Carmen Gear. That's nineteen seventy. Oh, yeah. I think that's what I'd go for. Over the notch back, in fact. Oh, I should have put the SP two in it. I completely forgot about an SP two. I even sent you a thingy, my bobs. I oh, know. I haven't got that colour of the SP two. I'm gonna to have to go and find that. It was in Poundland for one pound fifty. How send it you? I can't believe Poundland are uh, selling things for one pound fifty. They've completely See? lost the plot. If you hadn't charged me for extra postage, I could have bought another Hot Wheels. All right, I'm sorry about <laughs> that. I'll refund you the uh, one pound no, fifty. No, don't. Please don't. And then my other honourable mention is a Mark One Range Rover, which I just don't understand this. Came out in 1969. However, it was unveiled in 1970 properly. I don't understand this. But where's this come from? I've always loved a Range Rover. But an old one. Yeah, but... They're beautiful cars, honestly. like It's the first luxury uh, car that uh, Land Rover made. Yeah. Um, it was two-door. Am I thinking for, about the right one? For the first 11 years it was made, it was only two-door. Um, and yeah. they didn't make a four-door until the 80s. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just... Honestly, such a beautiful car. Yes, it, yes, yes. Because the wheels... They have three-spoke wheels. There's a bloke who had these on a... I want to say Mark II with adapters... And they looked insane because they're fifteen-inch wheels. I think so. Yeah, fifteen by sevens. Yeah, on a Range Rover. Like, well, they've got huge tires, so. Yeah, but you still expect like sixteen, seventeens. Yeah, I mean they're not that big. The original Range Rover was quite small. You forget how big cars are now. Yeah. But um, I nearly bought one about. Nine years ago, I was winning a gold one. Well, I say gold, it was like goldy yellow with a matching tan interior. Yes. I was winning it on eBay up until about three minutes before it finished and I suddenly got outbid. But I nearly bought one. And at the time, I was probably shitting myself that I was about to buy a car I couldn't really afford to insure as a... 21 year old 
That's but an insane honestly, car. Honestly, I'd have loved it. And it was about 1,500 quid at the time, and now you can't find them for any less than about nine, ten grand. I think that would have got you more in trouble than any of your other cars, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, but I'd have loved it, so... It, yeah. Yeah. That's my uh, honourable mention. I forgot how good-looking they are, actually. They are really nice-looking, aren't they? Just yeah, fair, fair play just something to about them. Yeah. Fair yeah. play. Should we uh, move on to where you start to lose the plot a bit on yeah. what your favourite is in the 80s? Yeah, I just... I've got six listed down, <laughs> and to be honest, I've done all of them. But weirdly, the one that sticks out it's a Peugeot 205 GTI. Um, iconic, though. Yeah. Understandably iconic. You, you just can't beat it. And it grates me because it's a Peugeot and it's French. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... It's got pedigree. Like, yeah. There is so much automotive history in one car there but yeah because my next door neighbor's got one and what, gti yes nice um and like, me and dad went around and had a look and stuff and i was like ah you know what i'd like one of these i think they're about 15 grand now oh my god <laughs> they're insane money yeah that is a lot of money uh, i was thinking like there'd be eight, nine grand, and it's like, yeah, something to, uh, probably something that I'd save up to get, and then be like, actually, this is house deposit money. <laughs> that is but, a lot of money. But, like you say, they've, they've got class. I mean, even, I even quite like the uh, non-GTIs. Yeah, but... I mean, they look a bit weird without the uh, plastic arch trims. Like they're a bit... They don't yeah, underwheeled from factory, but yeah, uh, right. uh, yeah, but yeah, is I, think it, is... I think that's the right choice. I think you, I think you nailed it. <laughs> um, yeah. I went for something, in my opinion, equally iconic, but not in the same world as yours. I went for the Mazda FC3 RX-7. That's two ends of the spectrum right there, isn't it? So, this this was really difficult for me because, obviously, I've said it before in previous podcasts, the 300ZX Z31, one of my all-time favourite cars. However, I feel that's quite achievable for me to buy. Whereas the FC RX-7, I wouldn't have the first clue how to look after a rotary engine. So this car is probably not for me. However, it's the one I'd want more. And it's mainly because of uh, Haraguchi. Lost on me, that is, unfortunately. You'd know his car if you'd seen it. It's yellow BN Sports kitted rx7 
yes. as like yes, blue yes, yes, checker yeah. up the side. Yeah, so Haraguchi's like... Um, I'm trying not to insult him too much. The, the grandfather of uh, drifting in Japan. Like, it's just one of those iconic drifters in Japan. Everyone knows who Haraguchi is. Everyone's watched him drive. He drives ridiculously well. And his car, which has now actually been found, the original FC that he used to drive, has now found been found. Found in a barn, wasn't it? I think it was just found in a field somewhere, like behind some warehouse. Um, but it's now being restored as it to its former be. glory. But massive wing, BN Sports kit, bright yellow, ticks all the boxes for me. That's what I'd have. And then obviously my honourable mention would be the Z31. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you've gone for both Jap. Yeah, and... what have you gone for? More French? Not more French, but more Group B, I guess, with the Audi Quattro. Nice. Of course. And then... <laughs> how Charlie's head works, I don't know. But we've then got Ferrari F40 on there. Again. I can't believe... <laughs> I mean, personally, the F40 doesn't do a lot for me. Does it not? It's got too many headlights. But... <sighs> It does. It's like the ugly duckling. That's why, what makes it nice. Why put headlights above where the pop-ups are? Just why not? Because it looks fucking stupid. When the <laughs> pop-ups are open, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, but that's why you don't have the pop-ups open. But they're your headlights. The ones above it are just side lights. Like, that's not going to help. Just never have your pop-up Ridiculous. I, ju- I think it was a mistake in their design, but... I can't believe that you've picked a uh, 205 GTI over a uh, F40. Because just the rally, the Persia's just better. It, it just is. I don't... I, I agree. I, I'm just surprised. I can't. That... Yeah. No, I do get it. And then obviously I've got a Renault 5 GT Turbo on there as well. Um, just because why not? You may as well. There you go, more French. Yeah, and it's boxy. Um, I love colour matched bumpers on them. They just look insane. Um, I just like boxy cars. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Anything else you got on there in your uh, reserve list? <laughs> Yeah, but it's a bit of it's just a bit of a that'd be a toy car. It would be the Ford Sierra Cosworth because why not? Again, it's just I just iconic, isn't it? The it's another car I don't like. What because of the stupid wing on the back? I absolutely hate those whale tails. They're just ugly as shit. I don't care. They just remind me of nineties chavs. Oh, definitely. I, I remember when I was a kid living on an army camp and just watching 17-year-olds <laughs> rag it around the estate on their uh, in their Sierras and escorts and things and, nah, just does nothing. I'd love a cosy. Yeah. 
just black BBS wheels lowered. Classy. And then come out in a, a fully matched um, Adidas tracksuit. Nice, yeah. Finishing touch that. Bright blue as well, the tracksuit. Yeah, happy Mondays playing. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's get on to the best era, the 90s. See, for me here, I, I went Japanese. I went for, obviously, Lexus LS400. Um, we spoke about it in previous podcasts. So, yeah, for me, that that's a car I'd have, especially after speaking to Matt, saying how quiet they were and how well they handled the road, albeit it drank fuel. But it always amazes that. me that they handle well, considering they're big cars. They're massive, 700 meters long and weigh 500 tons. But yeah, fair enough. I also like those cars. However, there's only one car for me in the 90s. There's no honorable mentions. Fuck the rest of the cars. Mark three Golf. Best car. Hmm, I don't think anyone would have guessed that car for you. I know, yeah. Who who saw that coming? <laughs> but yeah, Mark three Golf. I've written nothing other than Mark three Golf and some explanation marks. Do you need to say any more? Nope. What are your honourable mentions? Ford Fiesta XR2i. Because the, the only acceptable Fiesta. Yeah, my dad had one. And again, me and him were looking at them because he sort of wants to relive his childhood and have a city car again. So looking at prices? No. Nope. (laughs) No. Um, So then I thought, well, that's put me in a shit mood. So I'll go stupid, get a Fiat Multipler. Awful. Awful choice. Do you want to know what I found out about them as well? I found a fun fact whilst researching them. That obviously you get three seats in the front. Yeah. The middle seat you can replace for an 18 litre fridge. Can you? So. Wow, I'm suddenly sold in this car. So you've now got perfect cold beers for your passengers. Nicely done there. I wonder where you're going with that. I was like, um, you're driving here. No, not for the driver. Can't drink and drive. But you're passing your say, can have a jolly. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, anything else in the 90s? Or No, that's it for me. There's no... Yeah, 90s for me. There's... I was going to say Lupo, but... It... Yeah. So, 2000s then? I went stupid again. I slightly cheated. How come? Technically, they started making it in the 90s. You just didn't want to mention anything other than the Golf in the 90s, did you? And I really wanted to have this car as one of my picks, and I couldn't replace the uh, Mark III Golf, so... I bent the rules slightly because you could still buy it in 2000, so I figured it's fine. You definitely, no, 
Go on. A 2000 B5 Audi S4 Quattro Avant. Nice car. Beautiful car. Massively expensive to maintain. Massively expensive to buy still. But They've held the value, haven't they? Not insanely well. Yeah. Ridiculous money for one of those. Even the um, V6 is quite expensive. Which makes no sense because it's the worst looking car ever. I just don't understand how they got it so wrong with the B5 and so wrong with the B6. They thought the B5 was good, so then thought, oh, we'll improve on this by making the B6, and then it just turned out they're both horrors. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I want to, I really want a B5 S4 in a molar yellow. What is it with you and yellow cars? I love yellow. Yellow is good. I'd also have Nagaro blue. I'd go yellow, I think. Oh, if I had the choice of those yeah. two colours. I mean, they did do some other good colours, but... They did red? I think uh, it was... They did a couple of reds, I think. Yeah. Laser red and hibiscus red? I think I think hibiscus red's the one I like. Yeah. Um, I'd presume so, but... <laughs> One's yeah. more of a maroon. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd have. And I don't think I've got any honourable mentions because nothing good happened in the 2000s, in my opinion. I don't know whether I'd argue with that, but... you. I mean, the car I own now is a 2008. This is the thing, we've got to go for favourites, haven't we? And then honourable mentions. So I'll talk about iconic cars or cars that meant something to me or... Yeah. yeah, which is where mine's a Pagani's under S, and the only reason is is because I was playing top trumps with cars <laughs> as a kid, and I just remember f- being fixated with this car. Um, is it because it beat everything else? Yeah, uh, yeah, and so it's completely unachievable. Um, if I do win the lottery, I'll buy one. <laughs> and even then, I don't think yeah, I'd be able to buy one, to be fair, because they're silly money. I wonder how much a Zonda is now. I didn't even look, because it's, it's just not worth it, is it? Do you want me to give you some figures quickly? Yeah, go on. Go on, it's under for sale. Price on request. Price on request. Right on request. God. Yeah, they don't like telling you how much they cost you, though. Yeah. Well, uh, two and a half million. The Zondas aren't even for sale, are they? Yeah, um, 2.6 for uh, in Sunningdale, the UK. Hawera. Roadster, but it's yeah. left-hand drive. Two point six mil. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
but yeah um and then to follow on that as my honorable mention was an aerial atom um interesting fair enough yeah. i just think they're awesome cars but they're completely dysfunctional have to have good weather for them have to wear a helmet with them when <laughs> driving yeah they're not very um practical in any uh yeah they're just they're just not practical. a bit useless really aren't they but both of those cars are would be great fun to own but yeah i think on the one day you could actually drive yeah it's you'd be stressing so much you just wouldn't enjoy driving it because you're stressing so much yeah um, and then the only other one uh just sort of chuck it in for the shits and giggles is a honda civic type r ep3 really <laughs> Oh, I, d- I don't know how I feel about those. I don't either. I just sort I, of chuck it in that, there. <laughs> I, I, just sort of... I honestly think that's one of the worst shaped Hondas. Uh, Civics. Oh, definitely. I... <laughs> <laughs> just put it in there anyway. Yeah, I just put it in there. Don't say it. Why would you not put like a nope. e- EK9 in the... Uh... <laughs> because I thought I'd put an EP3 Type R for the shits and giggles. Awful. <laughs> Just wanted to see a reaction because I knew you'd hate it. I feel like there might be a uh, co-host spot available. <laughs> I tell you what, 2010 is it for me, I, and even then, that's a push at the car uh, like, um, which is the RS6 event. Is that what you went for? Is it? Yeah. You just stole that from me, didn't you? Off my honourable mention list. You'd like it. I love an RS6. They just sound insane from factory, let alone... Yeah, they do sound incredibly good. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a hell of a lot of cars made now that definitely deserve to be on this list. I just couldn't think of any of them. So I've gone for the uh, Porsche Taycan because I've decided that the way everything's going, it's going to be electric. Yeah. And the Taycan just... It tops the list for electric cars that are available right now for me. Is it that sound that you like? I mean, the fact that it sounds like a TIE fighter definitely um, appeals to me. But, yeah, no, I'd, I'd definitely have a take-in if I could afford it. How much are they? They're a fair whack, aren't they? Quite a lot of money. I don't know. I've never looked into it because I can't afford one. But I'd want a Turbo S, so uh, definitely can't afford that. That's like 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds or something. Well, you could, have, you could buy that stupid Italian one with 0 to 210. And it has a 200 mile range. So Which is pretty could, good. You could do 200 miles in an hour. Yeah. That's, although I think it's limited to 162. Oh. So. Still plenty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm getting angry about the yeah. fact that I can't. <laughs> oh, I just wish I could go 165. But no, 162. So yeah, that was my uh, choice. 
with my honourable mention being the RS6. The C7 or whatever it is at the moment. C7? C8? C9? Yeah, I want to say C8. I'll Google it quickly, get this right. C8 RS6? C8 RS6. Yes! Nah, fuck that. I'll have a C7 RS6, please. Why? I don't like the front bumper on the uh, C8 as much. You're so fussy. It's like the Audi designer... He just wanted a wide body on it, didn't he? Got a bit happy with how many straight lines he was doing. It's like, straight line here, straight line there. It's like, yeah, too many angles. So yeah, C7 RS6, please. That's it. That's my list done. Yeah, I was done at the RS6. So, um... so there's no modern cars now that you'd actually consider owning. Like, you wouldn't go into any dealership and buy one. Because I was thinking maybe like the uh, F80 M3. I quite like them. Oh, no, I don't... <laughs> The thing is, I don't really look at modern cars. They don't do much for me. I'm surprised you didn't put an E36 on your 90s list as well. Because the Lexus beats it. Well, yeah, but even like as an honourable mention. It doesn't come anywhere near compared to a multipler. <laughs> I can't believe a multipler <laughs> made it and an E36 didn't. The car that you're actually considering owning now. And he went for a multiple. Yeah, but instead. the thing is, I took it as favourite and iconic. So. I mean, it's an icon in some way, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Multipler. An icon for being shit. <laughs> Iconically <laughs> shit. But yeah. I don't know what's going on with my list. I think if we did it in another couple of weeks, it'd change. Yeah, probably. I think I'm probably the same. I I really struggled to pick between the two in the 80s as well. I'd happily have them both. I think the Golf definitely... No, it wasn't the Golf, was it? That was 70s. You got eight, oh, yeah, your 80s was the FC and the... Yeah. Yeah, the Nissan. Um, but yeah. Have you had any questions? Uh, I've only got a couple. Um, one came from Tom.cl. Again? Yeah, he doesn't want us to talk about him this week. He wants us to talk about Dekar Bath and his 36 because he wants us to know... No, he wants us to let them know whether he should build it or just use it as a drift toy. Drift toy? No, fuck that. Build it. I'm I'm way more about a car looking nice than sliding it into a lamppost. Who wants to go on a drift day? I do, because it's not my car. I don't think I'd ever build a drift car. You'll get the uh, itch, and then you'll just you'll end up buying an E36. Well, you've already had one in your life, haven't you? Yep. Yeah. Sold that for 150 quid. you get more for the cats on it now. No, it was only a 3.8. I'm pretty sure the cat on that is probably 
dead. Um, then next question was from uh, Finn.Jonesy. He says, talk about the Peak District idea. We've already done that. And then I think it's about time someone asked for our fave builds at the moment. Haven't we had that? We've had that. That was builds we were looking forward to seeing. So I think fave builds, we could probably go like worldwide. So Can we address that next week? I need time to think. You need to think? Yeah. All right, fair enough. We'll come back we, we, to that one. Yeah, we'll that could that. be a callback. Yes, I think, yeah, that'll make a nice callback. I need time to think about that. All right. So, yeah, I don't think I've got much more to say. Should we, uh, what, what have we got next week? We've got a Desert Island episode. Ah, uh, um, right. So, I've set you guys another challenge because we, we're bringing Steve back again. He, uh, just won't leave us alone. For some reason, he wants to come back on. He's going to get stranded with us on a desert island. Yeah, so uh, I've asked you to pick your uh, top three cars, your top three wheels, your top three engines. Um, what else have we got on there? Uh, top three driving songs. Yeah. So we are going to have a bit of Happy Mondays on there. I can tell you that now. <laughs> um. um then driving accessory. Yes, snacks. and driving snack yeah. as well. Yeah, so uh, that'll be next week with us two and... Uh, and Steve. And Steve, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a what good one. You, what do you think your snack's going to be? I don't know. Greg's vegan sausage roll. Something shit. Something vegan. A lettuce leaf. Funny if he turned out something like beef jerky or something. Going back to his pre-vegan days. What does a vegan even eat in the car? Peanuts. You can't eat chocolate. Wasabi peas. Pickled gherkins. God, that's awful. Imagine being vegan. Not for me. Right, anyway... On that note, I guess well, we'll say good night. Yeah, or thanks for listening. Uh, head over to MacIacult.com, buy some stuff. The Burger King's thing's still available. Yeah, there's still a few left. Yeah, go buy some Burger King stickers. Bef- Sorry, they're not Burger King stickers. <laughs> they are Even- not. Burger King stickers. <laughs> However, saying that, I've been lining Burger King's pockets recently so they can uh yeah, fuck off. Yep, Charlie's got one. Head over to MacCart.com, buy some stuff. Go and follow at underscore Charlie Greaves. At Machia Tom. At daily dot UK is it on Instagram? Yeah, daily dot UK. Yeah. 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 Yes. We'll see everyone next week for uh, another fun episode. Um, we'll get. I guess we're going to base it on reliability. Well, you've got way off. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Mine are not going to be reliable. I'm on a desert island. I'm not going anywhere. I just want things I can look at. Oh, well, I was thinking we're stranded on a desert island. Yeah, so why do you need a reliable car then? Where are you planning on driving to? The other side of the island? 
Yeah, you didn't specify how big or small it is. Well, Technically, England's an island. Okay, it's a bit a bit smaller than England. Island? Smaller still. Wales. Anyway, that could be an issue for next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll, Thank uh, you for listening. Talk to you next week. Good night. Or good morning. Or good evening. Goodbye.